Welcome to the Sparked Podcast, a place to keep your spark bright. Here I've brought together my most powerful tips from the last decade plus partnering with small businesses on all things leadership, mindset, people and culture. Here my approach combines intuitive psychology, strategy, neuroscience and results-based coaching to unlock your highest potential. Step into your power and truly own your role as a leader so that you can spread the positive impacts of your purpose-led work everywhere. My name is Emma Campbell. I'm a mindset and performance coach for purpose-led leaders. I'm a mama to two cheeky little munchkins. I'm a wine appreciator, nature-obsessed, stubbornly optimistic child at heart, and I'm here to inspire belief in what's possible for you because it is all so possible. I hope that this podcast leaves you feeling lighter, more inspired, and more ready than ever to go out there and take actions on your big dreams and vision. I can't wait to dig in. See you in the podcast. Oh, hello, hello. Good morning. So happy to be here talking to you over my favorite, favorite thing ever over podcast. I just absolutely love being able to research topics that are important to you right now and, you know, compile all my favorite tips and wisdom and experience working with clients and share share those ideas and learnings with you in this form. It is just my favorite thing in the world. And I asked a question to um, some clients a couple of weeks back in a workshop that I was leading, which was all about discovering your passions and your purpose and your strengths. And the question was, if you only had three hours a week to work on anything that you wanted, what would you spend that three hours on? If you only had three hours a week to work on anything that you wanted, what would you spend that three hours on? And it's such a good question for, you know, really getting to the heart of, you know, what it is that you just lights you up and, you know, the pieces of you work of your work that you just love the most. And for me, my answer would be podcasting. There is nothing that I love more, maybe apart from a really you know, deep one-to-one coaching um, session or a workshop or something like that, which I also really, really love. Look, I would find it hard to um, pick, pick the thing I love the most, but I really, really love being able to go out there and answer your questions and, you know, find solutions to the challenges that you're facing in your business you know, being able to research and educate and share and add value in that way just like really, really lights up my energetic blueprint. <laughs> so keep the questions coming and really excited to share this topic with you today, which has been a, a hot topic um, for quite a few clients, actually. I have noticed a running theme behind a lot of coaching conversations that I've been having with leaders and business owners and it's all been around how to build a business that essentially runs without you how to build a slightly more passive business or a business that is less dependent on you as the business owner or you know this can really apply to leaders of teams and how to empower your team to step up more 
how to make your team less dependent on you for everything and for all decisions. Um, you know, this is, this is really a podcast for anyone that is leading a team um, and anyone that is building a business and who, you know, may have started off with a lot of passion and a lot of excitement, wanting to do all the things and is now kind of getting to a point of, oh, how do I, you know, how do I keep this going, but slow things down in terms of how much is required of me? Um, you know, how do I empower my team to step up more? How do I ensure that the business keeps on running and that, you know, work keeps on getting done, but without everything having to come down to me? Because perhaps you are in a place where, you know, maybe you're thinking about retirement one day. It might not be right now, but it might be in the next, you know, five to 10 years or, you know that you want to take a big trip with your family or you just want more time to travel, more time to learn, to go to conferences, to adventure, to explore, to spend time with your family, you know, just spend more time actually living life and exploring and doing all the things that you've ever wanted to do in your life and just enjoying all the amazing awesomeness that this world has to offer. Um, so this is for you. You know, I know if there's one thing to be true, it's that um, I know this is true for myself as well as a lot of my clients in that when you often start off in business, you are full of excitement and you're full of passion and you've got all these dreams and desires and, and intentions, perhaps even when you first start to like, you never want to stop working ever because you just love what you do. And you just, you probably even thought, you know, I could just keep doing this forever. I, I love it so much. Um, you know, I'll never get sick of this. And you know, I would imagine that if you're, you know, running a business that you love, you, you probably still have a little bit of that in you, but I'm assuming that you've probably hit a point of recognizing that you just want a little bit more of a work-life balance, um, a little bit more family time, a little bit less pressure a little bit more ease, a little bit more flow, a little bit less dependency on you. And, you know, to be able to know that if you were to stop working, that the business wouldn't just stop when you stop, to know that you can actually build a business that's sustainable, something that will survive and continue on into the future without you. And perhaps even something that you know, continues to live and leave the legacy that you wanted to create when you first started your business, you know, so a business that can continue to make a positive impact into the future, something that continues to help your clients, your customers, your patients, something that continues to help people and do good things on into the future. You know, you've probably recognized that business is amazing and you love what you do, but there are also other things in your life that you love, whether it's golf, whether it's fishing, whether it's travel, whether it's sailing, 
you know, often as the business owner, you've probably built a business because you're really good at what you do. Um, so you, it's probably quite dependent on you. You are highly likely, whether you like to admit it or not, the star of the business and clients or customers probably come to you, come to your business because of you. And the team probably relies a lot on you for decision-making. So, you know, it makes a lot of sense to be asking the question of, okay, well, you know, I'm obviously not going to live forever and I'm not going to be in this thing for the rest of my life. So how do I get to a point of stepping back just a little or a lot? <laughs> how do I get to a point of customers and clients and the team not completely relying on me? How do I make the business a little bit less dependent on me? How do I reduce my hours without feeling guilty that the rest of the team is still working? <laughs> I know that's a big question. And as I share the answers to this, I'm going to share an example of one of my clients that I've been working with for a few years now. They're around 25 to 30 team members, um, you know, really purpose-driven, oh, like an incredible culture and team. They've, they're making incredible, um, you know, financial returns, I think turning over around eight figures. They've been in business for around 15 years now. And the founder and the key revenue earner for the business was bringing in around 80% of that revenue for the business, which is, you know, amazing in so many ways. And I guess where we got to in our coaching conversations was recognizing that this person from a risk management point of view knew that they needed to, you know, reduce that percentage, perhaps down from 80% down to at least 50%. Otherwise, it put a lot of risk on the business, right? And I know that this sounds horrible, but if this person got hit by a bus tomorrow, the entire business would stop and the team would be without a job because 80% of the revenue was coming from one human, which puts a lot of pressure and a lot of risk on one human being. Not to mention he was at that point that he wanted to, you know, have a better work-life balance. He was getting to that point of recognising that he'd worked really hard and loved, loved, loved all that he had done. Um, but there was other things that were being, or that were calling to him, you know, his relationship, his family, um, travel, adventures, you know, other business ideas. And it was a getting to that point of thinking about retirement and, you know, thinking about exploring the world and ticking off all the things on the bucket list, spending more time with loved ones and family. You know, there was a bit of a shift occurring within him. So our plan was multifold. In, and I'm going to talk you through my 3M model, which is the mindset, motivation and mechanics behind our plan to 
you know, helped build a business that ran without him. And this is the, I will always take my clients through the three M's, the mindset, the motivation and the mechanics, because to achieve anything in life, any goal, we need to be thinking through these three pieces. So motivation is all about the why you want it. So it's really connecting with the piece that gets you really excited, that moves you forward, um, that excites you and, you know, really energizes you and that makes you actually want to do the thing that you want to do. Um, the mindset is really about what beliefs might be getting in the way of you achieving the thing that you want to do. And the mechanics is all about the how, the actual action piece. And that's usually quite easy once the mindset and the motivation are in place. So in this example, when I'm working with clients around building a business that runs without them, usually the motivation piece is pretty good. So usually business owners are quite easily able to get, you know, get behind the motivation of having more guilt-free holidays, you know, more freedom, more flexibility, more, um, more work-life balance. You know, that's quite easy, quite usually quite easy to connect with. The mindset piece is often, I guess, the more unconscious piece that we don't realize can get in the way of us actually achieving the goals that we want to and can actually sabotage our progress if we don't kind of unpack what's going on there, which is often quite unconscious. Um, Because often there are quite a few fears and doubts that can come up around like the letting go of control piece because, you know, building a business that runs without you requires you to let go and to step back, right? Um, And to, to start to create less dependency on you which can sound really good in theory, but which can often trigger some fear if you're working with someone who's quite used to being in control and someone who's a bit of a perfectionist and who likes to feel really involved and really in the know and, you know, really experience that sense of control. So often the mindset piece is about really letting go of that. And I've actually recorded a whole podcast on how to let go of control when you're a perfectionist. Um, So if you feel like you want to dig deeper into that piece, I'd go check out that podcast episode. Um, And then the mindset piece is what I'm going to talk through um, next, uh, because that's all around the specific strategies. And I've got a few really good ones for you there. First, I'm going to start with the mindset and the motivation piece. And... I'm actually going to talk about these two together because when it comes to this topic, I actually find that one of the best ways to clear some of the mindset blockers and the limiting beliefs is by connecting with the motivation. So we're going to talk about them together. So the first piece I want to talk about and I just want to address is When it comes to the mindset piece, firstly, I just want to throw it out there. Please know that if you are thinking about building a business that runs without you, 
This might sound really obvious or it might not, but I'm just going to throw it out there regardless. Please know that it is totally and completely possible to build a business that runs without you. It is totally and completely possible to build a business that runs without you. I have seen plenty of businesses do it. And if someone else can do it, that means that you can too. So if you've got any cheeky little limiting beliefs running around or spinning around in your mind right now saying that, oh, you know, it's all well and good for others, but I can't, but I could never see it happening in my business. Just know that that there, that there, that's a limiting belief. It's not truth. It's not fact. It is so totally possible to build a business that runs without you. Others have done it before. You can do it as well. So that is the first piece that I just want to, I want to talk to. Um, and that would be really supportive in helping you actually open up to listening to all the rest of these steps here. <clears throat> so the other piece is um, another really helpful belief to anchor into when you're starting to take steps towards letting go is remembering that by you letting go, you're actually giving an opportunity to a team member to help them step up and for them to develop their career and to them for them to step into their highest leadership potential, right? Because the more that you let go of control, the more that you let go of responsibility, the more that you transfer decision-making and autonomy to your team members, the more that they're getting to grow and to step up and to really realize their own capability and their own potential. And that that piece in itself can be really, really supportive to leaders who are feeling a little bit uncomfortable about letting go of control is remembering how much it's giving to others. So that might be a really helpful belief to anchor into there as well as you go on your journey. The final piece is really anchoring into remembering that as you step back and allow yourself and your team to build a business that is that can sustainably run without you, you know, behind the behind the reins at all time, that this means that you are actually building a legacy that can continue on forever. You're building a business that can continue to make a positive impact long into the future, <laughs> you know, even after you're no longer with us. And that's pretty cool. When you can remember why you're doing this, that it, yes, it is about you being able to go off and you know, live the life that you want to and travel and explore and adventure and all of those sort of things, but you're also building a business that can continue to make the same positive or even better positive impact into the future by you investing in building that sustainable business right now. So you, you're not only doing it for yourself, but you're actually doing it for the world, <laughs> for your community, for your clients. And I think that can be a really, really supportive belief there too. So that's the mindset 
and the motivation piece. Now I want to talk through the actual mechanics of the steps and the strategies to take to actually build a business that runs without you. So number one is to get clear on your game plan. So, and I should say to get clear on your long game plan. So what does your long game look like? And you know, this requires actually asking some of those tricky questions about, oh, like when do you want to step back? When do you want to hand over some of your workload? When do you perhaps want to retire? Um, and actually like anchoring into what does your long game look like? What is your long term vision look like? So when I was working with this particular client, this was the first step that we had to do was to get clear on what their long term plan was and their vision for the business and the timing around when they actually wanted to transition, like what those actual timing goals were, what those percentage goals were. So knowing that they were at like an 80% or this particular person was contributing 80% of the revenue and we knew that we wanted to get that down to at least 50%. And we also mapped out what a desired ideal work-life balance and, you know, dream ideal weekly schedule looked like for this human. So that's the first step is to really get clear on what the long game looks like for you. The second step is around then building your team development plan or your team development strategy, which is aligned to that long game. So what are the strategies that you need to employ to find some of those quick wins and to you know, start to build your team members' skills in terms of replacing the ones that the business is most dependent on you for you right now? So this could mean like hiring more high level team members that could replace your role, particularly the pieces of your skill set or your role that the business is most dependent on right now, like whether it's the, the bottleneck or the piece that, um, you know, most clients come to you for whatever that particular service or, or offer is. Or, you know, it could, rather than hiring new team members, it could be putting in place an intensive mentoring and training strategy to ensure that you are, you know, intentionally upskilling those senior team members to, you know, build their skills in those identified key areas. And I think as well, it's important to remember that, you know, when it comes to starting to develop the team and not replace you, but, you know, re reduce the dependency on you, that it's, it's about both mindset and skills. So knowing that actually my mindset is 80% of it. So remembering to include what sort of mindset and what, what sort of beliefs do you need to start to build into your team over time, as well as what are the skills that you need to build within that training and mentoring plan. 
and you know really like prioritizing what the make or breaks are or what the bottlenecks are in your business and making sure that you do those pieces first so whether you've got like a specialist or a, um, a specialty that you're known for um, within your business you know they would be the areas that you want to combat first because often it's like the more generic areas that anyone can do and sometimes they're the easiest bits that we want to do first but the most pressure will be taken off if you can identify what those specialist or you know the the trickiest pieces are and do those pieces first and when you're building that team development plan you know it's it'll be really really supportive to you know just get clear on what are those milestones of where you want to be and where you want each team member to be and by when so try and get as specific as you can by adding in those adding in those dates there um and I'll, my tip number three and i i was like oh do i include this as a separate tip or not and i think it is a yes because i think it's a piece that a lot of businesses forget they're like often we're very good at doing the first two steps so you know, getting clear on what the long game looks like and then building our team development plan. But often the piece that holds us back is we don't actually carve out the time to implement that plan because often the day-to-day, -day, the business stuff can get in the way. So this is about time blocking in to actually implement that training plan. This means like actually setting aside time that you could be serving clients or patients and prior, prioritizing your time to actually invest your energy into the mentoring and the training of your team. Actually setting aside and time blocking time because it won't happen on its own. It's not gonna happen on its own. Yes, you might have some great organic <clears throat> coaching moments but if you really want to retire one day <laughs> if you really want to be able to actually like you know step back and take a guilt-free holiday you need to time block this in your diary and this means you know it's kind of like that opportunity cost like yes you will be having to sacrifice perhaps some revenue, which is brought in by clients, but it's knowing that you're sacrificing in the short term for the longer term good of you actually being able to retire one day, right? And that that's a piece that can often be quite tricky. Tip number four is to employ a coaching style of leadership. So, in order to actually start to empower your team to start to think for themselves and to really step up, coaching and in like developing your coaching skills and using a coaching style of leadership is going to be the way that you do this. So this is about really practicing, starting to ask powerful coaching questions. And this is what really builds a sense of empowerment and self-confidence and a self-belief in the mindset of your team. This is what gets your team to start thinking for themselves. 
is by you not giving them the answer when they come to you with a problem, but instead responding with a question that gets them to find the answer for themselves. So when I rolled this particular strategy out with the company that I was talking about before, the first step for us involved, like we did a coach the coach training workshop. And actually on that, I'm leading a free masterclass on a coach the coach accelerator training in a couple of weeks. Um, if you're interested in signing up for that one, just shoot me an email at hello at emmacampbell.com.au. Usually this is a special masterclass that I would only offer to partners. But if you are at this stage that you really need to start building up that coaching skill set in your leaders, just give me a holler, um, an email or a DM. Um, the, my details will be at the bottom of this of this podcast. Um, and we can we can chat about whether that can be a great opportunity for you. So with this client, I, I um, led a coach the coach training workshop to upskill leaders on how to respond to team members inquiries with powerful coaching questions that prompted self reflection and growth, rather than just giving them the answer. So this could look like a team member perhaps coming to a leader with a question of so joe what do i do about this project that's gone over budget and instead of this leader jumping in there and fixing the issue by saying well you need to go back to them and you need to say that this is our budget and this is how it is blah 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 so instead of that person you know just giving them the answer or fixing the issue instead we trained and coached this leader to respond to the team member with a question, um, a coaching style question. So this could look like them responding by saying, well, what have you done in the past when you've had a problem like this? Or what do you think that I would do in this situation? Or can you talk me through what you've tried so far? Or in your honest opinion, what do you think needs to happen here? Or what's the first thing that you know that you need to do to start to move towards a resolution? And so you can see that these sort of questions are encouraging the team member to self-reflect, right? To, to go inwards and to anchor into their own experience, to their own skill set, to their own knowledge, to try to find an answer for themselves. And what happens long-term is that the more that we encourage team members to think for themselves, the less that they start to come to you for questions, unless they're really, really stuck. So like, just like in parenting, I don't know, there's a lot of leadership things that I like to compare to parenting. When you allow your team member or your child to work out the answer to the problem themselves, it leaves them with the skills and the know-how to solve a similar problem in the future. 
as well as, and this is probably the more important piece, the self-belief that they can indeed do it in the future again. So if you make it easy for them by always fixing it, you know, if they come to you an issue and you fix it, of course they'll keep coming to you because it's so easy. <laughs> Why wouldn't they? Whereas the more that you throw back a question and empower them, remind them that they have the answers within rather than giving them a quick answer, long-term, they'll build this sense of self-belief within and they'll actually stop coming to you for the little things, you know, unless they're really stuck, which is what you want, because then that's a, you know, a beautiful coaching opportunity. And it's just a win-win all round because it frees up your time and it empowers them to grow, to step up. And then like, you know, the world is your oyster and anything is possible from that place. So that's tip number four is all about empowering your team through a coaching style of leadership. The final tip is to optimize your systems. So I won't say that, you know, this is definitely not an area that I'm an expert on, but there is, I'll just say that there are so many opportunities out there. And it's worth just putting into your game plan, whether you hire someone to help you with it, whether you do a systems audit yourself, basically like systems automation and all of the capabilities and the opportunities that are out there are absolutely incredible. And if you are wanting to build a business that runs without you, the more that you can make your business dependent on a system rather than a human, the safer and less riskier and more streamlined and cheaper and better your business is. <laughs> so you want to try and automate everything that you possibly can. So everything that is repetitive, consistent, systematic, you want to try and build that into a system. You could hire a systems analyst to help you with this, um, but basically any way that you can use a system, it's going to add to that efficiency of your business and free up a lot of your time and your team's time. Like, for example, I guess in my space, from an employee experience standpoint, there are so many incredible platforms out there that can manage your entire employee lifecycle from onboarding, you know, storing employee documents, to hiring and recruiting, to performance management and having performance reviews, to offboarding, to contracts, to payroll, like, oh my gosh, all the things. And all I can say is all of my clients who have made the decision to invest in a system to help them, particularly with that employee piece, they always wish that they had done it sooner. A lot of them just didn't realize that it was out there. So this is me just letting you know it's out there and it will save your life. You'll love it. <laughs> so these are my top five tips. So just to quickly repeat those back. So number one is get clear, get clear on your long game. So know what that long-term vision is. Tip number two is to build your team development plan that helps you achieve that long game. Number three is actually time block in and carve out that time to train and mentor and upskill your team. Tip number four is empower your team through a coaching style of leadership. So allow them to step up. 
stop being the hero and the fixer and allow them to become the heroes themselves. And tip number five is harness the power of systems, like optimize your systems anywhere you can. Because as you start to do these things, you will start to build a business that lasts long term. You'll start to build a business that creates a legacy that is sustainable and that runs without you, meaning that you can continue to make a positive impact without you know, your time having to always be physically spent in the business, which allows you to do all the things that you want to do in life, right? To soak up all of the joy and adventure and fun that this beautiful world has to offer. And at the same time, you'll also be allowing your team to step up, allowing them to reach their potential, allowing them to grow into their highest possible capability. So allowing them to really like become empowered and realize what's possible for them. And, you know, it means just more time to enjoy the world and do all the things that you want to do in life, a truly full and fulfilled life. And the client that I mentioned before, you know, I think it's nice to share these wins. They have got to a point that they're able to spend more time than ever traveling around the world to meditation retreats, to personal development conferences, you know, to training and seminars. They're, you know, spending lots of time sailing on their boat, boat and doing hikes through caves in Asia and all the things. So it took a couple of years to get them to that point. But after investing years in building something that helps so many people and employs so many, it's a really important piece. You know, it's about time that you took some time to enjoy all the facets of life and, you know, tick off that bucket list as well before it's too late. So I hope that was really helpful for you and gave you some good, good little um, tips to chew on. Um, and I just want to let you know as well that this topic, you know, the, the topic of how to build a business that runs without you, we're going to be spending a lot of time on this topic in the Purposed Mastermind, which is a group business coaching program to scale your business without breaking your culture and expand your impact and do that in the purposed way. It's This is a group coaching program that actually allows you to connect with really, truly values and purpose aligned people, you know, like minds, like spirits, and to really create like a truly beautiful community that allows all of you to elevate your purpose led businesses together. We're going to be kicking off pretty soon. So if you're interested and you've been thinking about, you know, learning a bit more, just reach out to me at hello at emmacampbell.com.au or you can even check out modernpeople.com.au slash purposed dash mastermind for more info um, or click on the link in the show notes below. I'm actually doing coffees and Zoom chats this week and next. So if you just want to have a little chat about what it could look like and whether it would be a benefit to your business, um, I would love, love, love to hear from you. 
I hope that this has been helpful. Have the most incredible day. I do love sharing these, these episodes and these podcasts with you. So if you've got any questions that you want me to answer, shoot me a DM or an email or any things. Have the most incredible day and I will talk to you really soon. Lots of love. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed, I would just love it if you took one little minute to leave a quick review or even to share this potty with a friend who you think might benefit from its message. It's honestly hearing your feedback that keeps me going and helps me spread the word to get in the ears of other people just like you who are going through similar challenges and keen for a little bit of inspiration. Thank you so much. I love you. I appreciate you. And I'll see you in the next podcast. Thank you.